Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio. Not sure it could have been a more wildly different day than it was for two different teams in the AFC West. The Chargers stamped their first playoff berth since 2018, and we finally get to see what Justin Herbert will look like in a playoff game. But the flip side of it is the Broncos are now without a head coach as they have fired Nathaniel Hackett after a 4-11 and start. And all day, people are going to be talking about what's next for Denver. But HD, like, uh, what you want? Harry Douglas, Jason Fitch, you're laughing at me. <laughs> I'm what? laughing because you said, like, the Justin Herbert situation with a little, like, bitterness to you because you're wearing a Raiders sweatshirt. No, I'm not bitter about it. Okay, fine, we're going off the rails. <laughs> can, can we just acknowledge for one second the number of times, he's Harry Douglas, I'm Jason Fitz, it's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Fine, you, you know what you're listening to. And the number of times we have sat here and said, oh, Lamar Jackson is terrible in the play. Playoffs. I don't believe that he should get paid. I'm but then we this. turn around and we're like, oh, Justin Herbert should get whatever he wants. Dude has never played a playoff game. So how the hell do we know if he's even any good in the playoffs? Like we have we have just taken Justin Herbert, who by the way, I think is a superstar quarterback, but we have taken him and made him elite uh, and, and we don't hold the same standard of playoff performance to him because he ain't never been there. So like we're holding him to a wildly different standard than we do Lamar. So now the cat's out of the bag. Tell us how you really feel, Fitz. That's all I wanted to get I mean, to. I, and by the way, I picked the Chargers to go to the Super Bowl this year. Like I, I, so all the Chargers are doing is what I predicted this year, by the way. Mm-hmm. What, you look at me like I'm crazy. Yeah, I was wrong about the Chiefs, man. I, I, I own an apology to Kansas City. You I and was, a lot of other people. I was really wrong about the Chiefs. I had the Chiefs in third in the West, so... Good. I'm not going to talk about that anymore. All right, uh, the, the Chargers are going to the playoffs, and I, I, you know, I hope that. Tell Just- us how you really feel, Fitz. <laughs> I hope Justin Herbert is delightful. I also hope that if he goes out and throws three interceptions in a playoff game, that we talk about him the same way we talk about Lamar Jackson or Ryan Tannehill when they do the no, same. No, and, and I agree with you there because Lamar Jackson has done so much since, since being in the National Football League. You talk about an MVP, an had MVP. the one seed, um, actually, ch- kind of. I won't say change the game because you had Michael Vick. But I think a more modern-day version of Michael Vick, um, I, I think a little bit better as well. Even though Vick kind of changed the game because we haven't seen anything like Vick, I think since probably Randall Cunningham. And Randall Cunningham, I think, was before his time when it, when you're talking about quarterbacks being able to run and be elusive. UNLV and be great, Randall Cunningham. Hey, man, listen here, man. Randall Cunningham <laughs> was that dude, the Philadelphia no Eagles. But I'm, I'm just glad you brought that up because Justin Herbert has not accomplished anything playoff-wise yet, nor has he been. And a lot of people do give Lamar Jackson a lot of heat because of, I think, the lack of success in the playoffs. But at least he's been multiple times. Now, back to this Denver Broncos Yeah, situation. back to the Broncos. By the way, it's Keyshawn J. Willemax presented by Progressive Insurance. You guys can hang out with us. 888-SAY-ESPN-888-729-3776. Uh, the the Broncos just gave back Nathaniel Hackett like a bad gift. Like your aunt gave you a sweater that you don't really like. You know, it's like it's Christmas story and you're there in the bunny suit. You don't want to do it. So we're asking you like a bad gift. What, somebody with your favorite team, an athlete, a coach, a, a GM, whatever, that you wish you could just go exchange. That's what the Broncos are doing. They're, they're, they're back in the, the Macy's and they're like, can I? Can, can I, I don't have a gift receipt, but I, I definitely don't want this anymore. And, and Russell Wilson, I'm guessing, is like the – G-Wagon that, you know, you probably got your <laughs> wife that she probably didn't want or something, and you have no, she has no choice oh my but God. to drive it. Russell but, but, Wilson <laughs> is the car. I've always wondered this because, like, I ain't, I ain't rich, rich, right? So, like, the concept <laughs> of, of waking up Christmas morning and be like, honey, I got us debt. Here's a car. Like, I've never understood that. <laughs> so that's what Russell Wilson is. He's like a carpet. You thought she was going to love the car. You got it, and she's like, and you're like, sorry, babe, we're paying for it for the next several years. You better learn to drive it and love it. But I'll tell you, Nathaniel Hackett, I'm not going to sit up here and say Nathaniel Hackett has has been phenomenal 
as a head coach this year in, in, in uh, year one, I think number one, I don't think he was ready to be a head coach, right? Because when you look at situational football, you look at the communi- communication with plays getting in and out, you look at overall, you see the little turmoil that, you know, defenses uh, will come off the sideline and have with Russell Wilson, those little encounters here and there, uh, the defense being put in compromisable situations time and time again. Even though they're a great defense, um, sometimes you wouldn't be able to tell it because they're on the football so doggone much because of the lack of play from the offensive side of the ball. And when you look at some of the numbers, you talk about points, 15.5 points per game. That's last in the National Football League. Third down percent is 28.6. That's last in the National Football League. And then sacks. They have allowed 57 sacks. That's that's last in the National Football League and sacks allowed. And I just don't think this football team, from a standpoint of being on the same page offensively, didn't start on the right page. I don't know what they did in training camp in the offseason, but whatever they were doing or when Russell Wilson had guys working out, but whatever they were doing – um, it paid no justice coming into the season. It's interesting because there's a graphic up if you're watching us on TV talking about coaches not to finish their first season. Now, uh, Lou Holtz in 76, Pete McCulley in 78. I can't speak to those. I, I, I was one year old for Pete. Uh, but Petrino in 2007, Bobby Petrino with the Falcons, Urban Meyer in 2021 with the Jags. Those were two guys that came in with a ton of hype, right? Petrino coming from the college game was expected to have. That was my a, coach in, high, uh, in college. Right. And so there, was, there were expectations for both. I don't know that Nathaniel Hackett came in with that same level of hype because Petrino and Meyer were brands out of well, the game. Well, and, and Petrino had the background from the Jacksonville Jaguar days with Jimmy Smith and Keenan McCardell and Mark, Mark Brunell under um, Tom Coughlin, right? So he was the OC during those days. So he had the NFL background. It just didn't pan out in Atlanta. And then when you look at Urban Meyer, I think Urban Meyer more so tried to approach the pro game like he did the college game. And what you have to understand is that when you come from the college game to the National Football League, that quarterback, that defense alignment, that wide receiver, those guys are making more money than you. So it's certain ways that you cannot talk to guys, and guys are going to let you know about it if, 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 you, if you come off that way. It was just certain tactics that you – certain ways you can't coach – in the National Football League that you may have been able to coach at the college level. Well, and that speaks to some of the difference that I think we're even seeing for coaches that want to stick in college because this constant debate, and as you look at uh, guys that might be a good name for Denver, one thing I tell people constantly is, in my mind, take your favorite college football coach, because this happens every time, and just take their name out your mouth. Because, like, there, to me, there's no chance. Why would Lincoln Riley, for example, want to leave a situation where every couple of years he gets to renegotiate his contract for more guaranteed money? It's all fully guaranteed. He's in a situation where he controls everything about the He's producing the Heisman Trophy winners. Uh, I, I'm trying to... Like a like a like a mom like a like a like a mom dog like produce puppies. Yeah, uh, yeah. Like I, I was trying to think of the best analogy. Okay. I was like, yeah. I, I, well, keep keep workshopping uh, it. Yeah, I try. Uh, I try again. He, I try again. Uh, like like Damn, a certain celebrity produces children. Um, that, like <laughs> no, but there 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 is a moment where like you think about what college coaches have, and it used to be if you were coaching college that then you wanted to transition to the NFL because the money and the platform were bigger. The money now in college for a lot of these coaches is even bigger. The expectations at the college level are far. Like Lane Kiffin, if you're Lane Kiffin, you can make a ton of money at Ole Miss every single year. Re-up that. You lose three games a year. It's okay as long as you're relevant, right? Like you're going to keep making $14, 15000000 million a year. you got a lot of these NFL coaches that are coming and make, making 4 or $5 million yeah. a year. So, like, the money's better in college. The platform is better for some of them. The local celebrity is better. The, the ability fan, to control the, the roster. Base. 
um, when you look at these traditional powerhouse schools and, you know, I do countdown to college game day and you done, you did that show for so many years, man. And, but being able to go and watch, you know, the fans come out to game day and watch how excited they are. And you see people camping out two, three in the morning. And uh, if, if it's a school we haven't been to like Kansas and Appalachian state, they're staying overnight in cold weather. You see, the dynamic fan bases really show up in the college game. So now if we take, and I do believe that most of the upper echelon coaches, like, uh, you know, Ryan Day is not somebody that I think is going to be jumping out of Ohio State to try and get himself an NFL job, right? So, you know, if we believe most of the upper echelon coaches in college are going to be sticking around, the question is then what do you do if you're the Broncos? Like, because you tried Nathaniel Hackett, who didn't have head coaching experience, and it didn't work. If I'm an owner, the first thing I'm looking for is, man, I don't know that I can run that back. Like, I, I, I feel like I can't roll the – I can't keep just putting all my money blindly on, like, yeah. you know, one one number on the roulette wheel. I'd rather have somebody that has been there before, I think. And that's why sometimes second-chance coaches and, and, you know, retreads get that higher. Well, I will say I got a few guys in mind. Dan Quinn, mm. uh, the Dallas Cowboys, and the phenomenal job he's been able to do on the defensive side. But he's a defensive coach. Uh, Eric Bieniemy, a guy who's who's been up the last few years, D'Amico Ryan's and the way he's performed uh, as the defensive coordinator for the for the San Francisco 49ers, Shane Steichen. I love what he's been able to do with the Philadelphia Eagles offense and Jalen Hurts and add in um, AJ Brown, Devontae Smith, and Miles Sanders and Scott, all those guys uh, that are integrated in that offense. Jonathan Gannon, their defensive coordinator. Jonathan Gannon was was uh, with me at Louisville. He's another Louisville product, man. Defensive coordinator for for the Philadelphia Eagles, Sean Payton. We all know the strong-minded alpha male that Sean Payton is. We know offensively they're going to have multiple personnel groupings. They're going to run the football effectively. They're going to be balanced from an offensive standpoint. Yeah, Jim Harbaugh. But Sean Payton, uh, I will uh, just keep pointing this out. Exactly. Like Sean Payton is under contract with the New Orleans Saints for another full year. They own his rights. So for anyone, any fan, this is not just for Broncos fans. If you're looking at it saying, I want Sean Payton to be my head coach. Well, the only way that happens is if you, A, sign Sean Payton, and then, B, you're going to have to give the Saints equity back. The the Broncos don't have their high first-round draft pick, so I'm not sure they would even have the equity to go out and try and grab a Sean Payton. But even if they do, knowing that the the Saints aren't very good, I, I just think the Saints are going to have a hard time justifying to their fans why they took draft capital back for Sean Payton when they could just make him sit for another year. Like, this is a yeah. petulant child argument. I just We have to remember that Sean Payton has no control over his destiny. The Saints have all control over his destiny. No, that's a good point. The last one I got is Ben Johnson, the OC for the Lions right now, who's done a phenomenal job oh, this that, year. He's been great. But you, Harbaugh was one name you threw yeah, out Yeah, Jim, Jim Harbaugh. I mean, um, he's 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 been able to have a ton of success the last two years. Made the college football playoffs last year before getting routed and getting you know chin checked by the Georgia Bulldogs. But now they're chin-checked. in a sem- semifinal situation again, and they're going to be playing TCU the second time around with JJ McCarthy being the quarterback now. Now with him having this much success, and I know he's told Michigan that you know what I'm all in on Michigan. But that sounds good, and to that perfect NFL team that you that you probably want to get back to calls you and gives you a number that you can't turn down. Well, and I think Harbaugh is going to be part of every conversation because he took a pay cut at Michigan. Like, this, this to me, like, you follow the dollars and cents, right? He took a pay cut at Michigan because things weren't going well. Now he has back-to-back years where he's made the playoff 
And he's gotten in over – he beat Ohio, Ohio State. State twice. Right. So now he's going to Michigan, and he's like, remember that pay cut I took? Yeah, we're going to have to figure that out. <laughs> so he's going to be in every job opportunity because he has a good agent, right? Like well, his agent's going to put his name out there so Michigan turns around and, and throws that money. offensive coordinator and lost his defensive coordinator. Had to replace Dax Hill, had to replace Aiden Hutchinson and David Ajabo defensively, and they still have been phenomenal from the defensive side. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. We're hanging out on Keyshawn J. Will and Max, presented by Progressive Insurance. Save when you bundle motorcycle, RV, and boat insurance. Visit Progressive.com. That fancy music can only mean one thing, Harry. Uh-oh. It's time to do something fancy. I really got nothing. Keyshawn J. Will and Max, ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM Channel 80, ESPN2, ESPN News, ESPNU, somewhere, ESPN. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. Sneak peek. To Fitz and Harry that starts January 3rd. I keep telling people, telling the world. I smile every time you say it. And we're going to be, I can't wait. We're going to play a little game. This game is very similar to the version that you're used to playing with your friends. But we work for Mickey Mouse. So remembering that anything that you would say, you can't, if you wouldn't say it to Mickey, you can't say it here. So we are going to play, are you ready for this? Yep. Marry, date, or dump. So the concept (laughs) is this. If you're wildly in love with this quarterback, we're going to do this with NFL quarterbacks, you'll marry them. You'll get into a long-term agreement. No prenup, no anything. You're in, right? If you are interested in this quarterback, but you really only want to have a one-season stand with them, you date them, all right? (laughs) And then, of course, if you're not interested in this quarterback, you dump them. All right, are you ready for this? Let's do it. All right, we will start this. With a little bit of Russell Wilson. So, Russell Wilson, we already know that there's $107 million dead cap it next year. So, they're in a relationship where they have to stay together because of the kids. But the real question here, Harry, is would you, right now, fully guarantee, keep that money going, would you marry, would you date, or dump Russ? Where's the garbage truck? Because I'm dumping him. Oh, dumping Russ. Hey, yo. Bing bong. Dumping him. <laughs> I don't know what that sound is. Well, and, and I'm and I'm saying Bing this. Bong. Forget all the money situation. Right, right, right. Oh uh, yeah, I'm, I don't care anything about the right. money situation right now. This is just me. Would I marry, date, a dump? Now, first of all, I wouldn't marry or date him on a regular basis. That's just not me, you know. But I'm gonna dump him in this situation. Okay, I I would date him real quick, uh, which means like I would give him another year. <laughs> Slow down, bro. I, I would date him. You know, we're giving him a year and see what, where things happen. So uh, not a full marriage. Thank you, Jordan. Uh, okay. <laughs> Now we go to one that's near and dear to my heart. Don't don't block me for this. Derek Carr, marry, fully guaranteed. Date, nah, maybe you franchise them for a year, hang out with them for a year, see where things go, a little one-year stand, or you dump them. Where are you on Derek Carr? Yeah, I'm going to go date. Okay, you're going to date, you're gonna date DC? Go date. Yeah. All right. For another, yeah. You know what? I'm going to date DC, too. I'm just going to say, like, I, I, I think there's work. Like, I'm looking around the landscape, and I'm like, you know what? Maybe maybe DC's not a supermodel. He's mine, Fitz. He's, uh, <laughs> maybe maybe DC's not a supermodel, but he's he's you know I, I love him anyway. We keep him for a year. Yeah. I mean, this is one of those you looked around and you realize you, maybe you couldn't do better. Uh, to a tongue of Aloha, Mary, date dump, fully guaranteed franchise dump. I'm gonna go date, but I'm concerned. I'm concerned because of the simple fact of the concussion situation. So that's why I wouldn't marry him right now in this situation. I would just date him. I'm going to trust the doctors to be able to figure out the concussion portion of it. I think we've seen enough. I marry him, uh, but I definitely do get a prenup. Like, there's definitely some sort of – I marry him with an out from the uh, from the outside. All right, I'm going to marry you, but in three years, we can just see where this thing goes. Uh, uh, we're doing a little marry date dump. You're familiar with the game. Marry fully guaranteed. Date, one-year stand, and a dump is uh, – you, know, you know what a dump is. All right, uh, Daniel Jones. You marry and dating or dumping Danny Jones? 
I'm going to go date. I'm going to go date with the simple fact that Daniel Jones hasn't been bad this year, but I think his head coach and Brian Dable hasn't put him in a situation to be bad, right? It's not like Daniel Jones is out there throwing for a heck of a lot of yards in the fourth quarter, even though he had a phenomenal game this past weekend against the Minnesota Vikings. But I'll, I'll just date him in this situation. You know, and as I think about Daniel Jones, I might rethink my Derek Carr answer with this one too because I think I, think I dump Daniel Jones. I think, like, Dable has been two. great. But I, yeah, I think I dump – well, number oh. two. I think number I, two. I think uh, I dump him. moving on. <laughs> um, I, I think I'm only with Daniel Jones because I think I can't do any better, and I want to believe that I can find more love somewhere else. So I I'm think that of, was the cue for us to move on. Uh, all right. Now, Jalen Hurts, Mary <laughs> Day Dump. I'm going to marry Jalen Hurts. Oh, yeah. uh, I th- he's my MVP right now. I love what he's meant to the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. I'm, I'm all in on marrying Jalen Hurts also. Like, look, I'm marrying Jalen Hurts. The minute he says yes, we're immediately going to the altar. There is no time for this. I don't want him to change his mind. I, I marry all day. Lamar Jackson next on our list. You keep that music going because I'm marrying you Lamar Jackson. I mean, who? Lamar Jackson. Where's the camera? The camera? Oh, what? What? Oh, Lamar. Oh, Harry Douglas is now down on one knee. Makes for riveting. Is, Lamar Jackson. Is this my fellow Louisville alum? He, he's away from the mic, but so I'll translate. He says, "I love your game, my fellow Louisville alum. I love your game. I love what you mean to the you know Ravens. I love, love what you mean, you mean to the Ravens. To the community. I love what you mean you to the Louisville amazing. community. You're amazing. Don't go back out there until they give you your money. Don't go back out there until they give you your money. Says your husband. So, so Harry Douglas has gotten on one knee. I love the last portion of it where what you ended with is I love you better than they do. Like that's what you yeah. – yeah, like look, there is no doubt about it. Lamar Jack, If Lamar Jackson comes in and wants to be in a committed relationship with my beloved Raiders, you, I, I, you, 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 marry, you marry him all day long. Or if he wants to come to Atlanta. I'm fine with that too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I, I, think, I think most of us would be. What about Mike White? Let's get a little Jets action here on Mary Dayton Dump. I'm going to date him because his teammates love him and he's going to be exactly uh, – what I thought he was going to be able to be better than Zach Wilson. Yeah. Well, here's the thing. Like, I get that Mike White is, uh, I mean, it's a lot of fun. So it's definitely like a date category, but I'm going to dump him. Like, I, I, I know that Mike White's toxic. I know that, you know, Mike White and I <laughs> are going out, to, we're going out to the bar. We're going to have a good time, and I'm going to want to get into, like, some sort of dating thing, but I realize that Mike is only going to take me down a path where I fall in love, and I shouldn't fall in love with Mike, so I'm out. At I, any point, it can go off the rails I, with I'm Mike I'm dumping White. him because I'm not, I'm not prepared for the version of me that I would be with Mike Jones or Mike White. Let's oh, go to wow. Mac Jones next as I can buy names. Uh, I'm dumping Mac Jones. I, yeah, me too. I'm dumping oh, Mac dirty Jones. player. Number two. <laughs> Eli Apple got the, you, man. The dirty player. Yeah. Number two. Yeah, I'm dumping Mac Jones because, frankly, <laughs> I never should have dated him in the first place. I, I feel like. Who in the hell keeps playing the number two thing? Yeah, well, I mean, that, that's dump. Like, well, you got to uh, dump. You're, you're, oh. you're number two. Mary oh. date something. dump. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm confused. Yeah, uh, look, Mac Jones is like, you woke up and you're like, oh, man, my bad. That's, that's where we are with Mac Jones. I, I yeah. dump him. What about Baker Mayfield? Mary date dump Baker. Well, for the Los Angeles Rams, I would date him. Right, oh. I, w- I would, I would franchise him or give him. I wouldn't franchise him. I would give him a, a deal that's not you know costly, because of the simple fact I think their quarterback is going to possibly retire because of the injury history. Yeah, the Rams are going to need to be swingers here, and Baker's going to need to be the side piece. <laughs> like, there's no two ways about it. Like, they're going to have to keep their quarterback, but they're also going to have to protect themselves a little bit. Oh, so, I love this. Uh, Baker is the side piece. Uh, Brock Purdy, Mary date or oh, dump. Oh, well, hold Brock. on. Back to uh, Baker Mayfield. They're in California, too. They're in L.A. You said swingers. Oh, yeah. That, that's, see? It's very prevalent out there now. Uh, so what about Purdy? Oh, Mr. Purdy. I'm going to date Purdy. You're going you're gonna to date Purdy? Yeah, I'm going to date him. 
Wow. Okay, so if you're the 49ers, would you date Purdy, Lance, and Jimmy G all at once? Jimmy well, G's the purdiest well, of them. Jimmy Garoppolo's not coming back yeah. for the San Francisco 49ers. Would you marry, actually. date, or dump Jimmy? It depends on where I, he's at. I, I, would date, I would date Jimmy G. I'd date Jimmy well, for G. Well, for the, for the, for the, uh, for, 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 for the, uh, for the 49ers, I would date him. Yeah, for, if, if I was Jimmy G. Nothing I, to do with his looks, though. No, well, I mean, he is a beautiful, beautiful <laughs> man. There's no, no doubt about that. I'm dumping Brock Purdy because, like, Brock Purdy's just like. What? At, at this point, I'm the 49ers. You know Number who I am two. when I'm the 49ers? I'm Harry Douglas walking into the club if I was single, right? Like, I'm rich, I'm beautiful, and I got a whole lot of life for me. So I can really get any quarterback I want. That's like. So what you just admitted, I'm the looks of Fitz and Harry? Oh, uh, well. <laughs> So the, that's what you just admitted? You're the total package? That's a better way to put it. Wow. I never thought I'd talk about Harry's package before we even started the show. Uh, all right. This thing has gone wildly off the rails. Hopefully we still work for ESPN. It's Keyshawn J. Will and Max. A little sneak peek. You're my boy, Blue. Sneak peek to Fitz and Harry that starts January 3rd. Coming up. Uh, as much as we're talking about Jalen Hurts, what if I told you he wasn't even the most significant injured player for the Eagles? We'll tell you about it next. For the ones who get it done, Granger offers high-quality supplies and solutions for every industry, as well as access to product specialists who have the knowledge and experience to answer your toughest questions. Plus, their commitment to being your safety partner can help you keep your facility safe and your people safer. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day. But sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really... Who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. He's Harry Douglas. I'm Jason Fitz. It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, Sirius XM, Channel 80. We're going to bring something to Fitz and Harry, which uh, starts January 3rd. Noon to 3 p.m. Eastern every day on ESPN Radio. It's no context statements based on uh, the, debatements, the, the debates we had during the break. All I'm going to say is this. The soundtrack, the soundtrack to Tarzan is total trash. That's it. That's it. That's all I'm going to say. Soundtrack to Tarzan, total trash. Uh, hey, yo. <laughs> hey, uh, yo. <laughs> oh, it's getting heated here. All right. Uh, the, I don't know about you, but I like my direct deposit every Thursday. Oh, no, 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 no. <laughs> I'm a Disney soundtrack fanatic. It's just of all the Disney soundtracks, the soundtrack to Tarzan is at the bottom of the list. Direct deposit on Thursdays. Aladdin, you know, Aladdin, got to stay one jump ahead of the red line. All right. 
we've got big injury news coming out of the Eagles, and it's not just everybody keeping an eye on Jalen Hurts. It's also Lane Johnson, uh, the offensive lineman. And to get some insight on that, Trey Thomas, former Eagles left tackle, three-time pro-, pro bowler, joins us. Uh, Trey, really appreciate your time, man. Uh, there's been a lot of stats out there on the win-loss percentage for the Eagles, which is drastically different when Lane Johnson plays and when he doesn't. So how do they replace him in this offense for the rest of the regular season? Well, I think you're going to just pop uh, Jack Driscoll in at right tackle and just go ahead and have at it. You know, uh, he's someone that's been that's always been the backup tackle to Lane Johnson, so I, I don't think that um, it'll be a big problem. You know, I know that they do have those stats out there with the win losses without Lane Johnson or with him, but I think that Jack Driscoll is someone that can get into that can step into his place like he has done before and hold his own. Trey, I got to ask you, watching that Cowboys and Eagles game uh, this this weekend, what was your biggest takeaway from that game? Uh, you know, it, it was a game that could have been won. You know, I felt like, uh, you know, Minshew, I, I, you know, to me, it just seems like a couple of his balls were a little high and like he was selling a couple of the passes, but then he did make some nice throws in the game. Um, I think that our defense, there was a letdown on our defense, you know, to give up. 40 points, you know, in that game, because I think the game, what was this, 30-something to 40? I don't know what the, game, what the final score was. 40, 34. But, yeah. You know, uh, yeah, so, you know, it's just to me, it just felt like, you know, there were just some let-ups on defense, you know, but that's all stuff that you have time to correct. So walk me through that process a little bit, Trey. Like, as a, as a team, when you've had the season that you've had, but then you have a game where maybe your defense doesn't play as well, uh, what's the process for trying to fix that late in the year? I mean, all you're going to do is go back and watch the film. You're just going to go back and see, okay, where, where the corrections that, that can be made, you know, what can we do? Because the secondary, to me, when you let Prescott just go ahead and have his way down the middle of the field, that's something that could be corrected. But, again, when you look at how the secondary players play with corners and safeties, they're like offensive linemen where there's a lot of communication that needs to happen. They, there's a unspoken vibe that just has to – be amongst them with the chemistry for them to be able to uh, work as a unison to to be able to cover each other's back. And that's something that just, you know, you're going to have to get in the film room and and just do do whatever corrections that need to be made. Now, Trey, I would say this. I played in the slot a lot um, throughout my NFL career. And I think one of the toughest positions to play on a football field is the slot corner because now you're dealing with wide receivers who are smaller, shiftier. You know, they have two-way goals. And when I look at the Philadelphia uh-huh. Eagles and C.J. Gardner-Johnson, he's now on IR, and then Avante Maddox got hurt in that ball game against the Dallas Cowboys, and you see C.D. Lamb have his way. Do you think that's a way teams in the future are going to be able to attack this Eagles defense from the slot position? Well, you know this game is a copycat league anyway, and, you know, that's what everybody's going to do. Now, across the board, you know, as someone that's played tackle, the one position that I really respect that they're on that field are cornerbacks. Because your mistake, as an offensive lineman, I make a mistake, we got three other downs that we could possibly make something happen. A cornerback makes a mistake, that's six points. You know what I'm saying? Yep. So that is definitely something that has to be respected, and guys got to be able to make go out there and make the corrections. And like you say, like that sock cornerback, man, you know, you <laughs> 
hey, you better be, you better know what you can, what you can do out there on that field. Yeah, you you mentioned you know being an offensive lineman and a lot a lot of conversation this year about the fourth and short, like the victory formation forward push, which seems to be brilliant. Copycat league. I don't know why every team isn't doing that. Should that still be legal? Oh yeah, what you mean, quarterback sneak? Yes, why not? I what, mean, but, what you but mean? like, but, but coming hard, up in victory hard, formation hard, and shoving him forward. We good with that? I mean, defense yes. can't stop it. I'm, I'm also, yes. Why, why <laughs> would you not have that? What are you talking about? And then now let's just talk about when in the formation now that the Eagles came up with the one time where they're like, all right, everybody shifted from left to right, and then we ran the same play again. I mean, they're just coming up with different ways to run the quarterback sneak, and they – I mean, right now they're just masters at it. Yeah, I, I I'm love just, it. And, and I'm, to be I'm clear, I'm just guy. jealous, y'all. Like, I'm just, I watch the Raiders on fourth and short. They didn't do it, so I'm just jealous. Look, me and it's Trey, okay, we offensive guys. Uh, we we uh, like when the offense have advantages. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that, that's fair. Uh, <laughs> it, who do you think the biggest threat to the Eagles is for the Super Bowl, Trey? Oh, man, I think the 49ers. You know, I, you know, I think the 49ers are, are a really good team out there. Uh, you know, and they have a, a really good squad. They're very well coached, you know, uh, you know, and then the only other team that can hurt, hurt the Eagles are the Eagles yeah. to me, you know, if they're not playing up to their potential, you know, because this team is very well stacked. I mean, you know, I think that Howie Roseman did a really good job of putting this group together, giving hurt some uh, weapons out there. You know, so if they're not playing up to their standard, they're the only teams that I that I really am concerned about that can hurt them from uh, pulling off the Super Bowl. You guys can follow him on Twitter at seventy two Trey Thomas. Trey, appreciate your insight, my friend. Thanks for hanging out with us. Happy holidays. Anytime, my brother. Y'all do the same. Thank you. Uh, I mean, you're just over here dancing. Yeah, because I'm, I'm listening to coach. Tell you, you gotta listen to coach. Uh-huh. You know, you got to listen to Coach. Uh-huh. When, when was the last time, do you remember, that Coach tried to tell you something? We were at a restaurant. We were at a restaurant in, in Dallas. Yeah, and you I, was, remember? I, I was wrong. I was wrong about the Pac-12 championship game. <laughs> I was really – and, I, and you know, th- there's a valuable lesson in this. I, like, I was chirping a little early, <laughs> felt good about it. I was like, mm-hmm, I'm going to show HD. I, I, I know how this game's going to go. By the end of it, and we'd all parted ways, and we're getting blown up middle of the night with with group text from AC. He's like, "I told you, I told you." You got to listen to Coach. That's hey, you a- know, I, I mean, I did the you know the Bill Walsh diversity internship with the Atlanta Falcons this spring. You can call me Coach too. All right, I understand this is my full time job, but you can call me Coach too, Fitz. There's a there's a, a skating rink outside uh, of of Seaport right well, now. You won't have to coach me up to do that. I, like, no, I'm just telling you that like we'll be ice skating in hell before I'm ever gonna call you Coach. I'm just. <laughs> He's Harry Douglas. Uh, I'm Jason Fitz. I will call you wide receiver one. It's about time that we had a superstar wide receiver on the morning show. Uh, he's, <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just being reckless at this point. I'm going to get all kinds of texts uh, with Keyshawn. The, the, what was that Fitz said again? Uh-huh. Yeah, yeah, uh, the, 100%. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio. Uh, the question with all of this con- playoff conversation, really, well, let's switch, switch gears to the AFC. Will the Dolphins be able to make a playoff run if Tua can't play the rest of the regular season? The schedule might shock you. We'll tell you a little bit about it next. Have you ridden an electric e-bike yet? You need to check out Electric E-Bikes today, the number one selling e-bike in America. Two things stand out that bikers love about electric. Number one, the majority of their models come pre-assembled, so you don't need to be a bike savant to ride them. Number two, Electric wants to empower riders to spend more time exploring outside on their bikes, so they've made range a priority. Long-range batteries allow riders to hit typically around 65 miles of range or up to 150 miles on some models. Bonus! 
Electric has purposefully priced their bikes to be affordably awesome, so you don't have to break the bank to get these sweet rides. See why people who have made the switch to electric bikes have fallen in love with biking again by visiting electricebikes.com. That's L-E-C-T-R-I-C ebikes.com. We all know breakfast is an important part of your day, but sometimes when you're traveling for business, you end up staying at a hotel that doesn't offer any. You know what happens? You grab a cup of coffee and skip the meal entirely. We've all been there. But if you book a room at La Quinta by Wyndham, you can enjoy their free bright side breakfast featuring delicious baked goods, fruit, eggs, yogurt, and waffles. And really, who doesn't want to start their day with a fresh, hot waffle? Tonight, La Quinta, tomorrow you shine. Book direct at LQ.com. Hi, it's Mike Greenberg letting you know ESPN Bet is ready to take you through all the biggest sports moments this spring. The official sportsbook of ESPN has exclusive offers and markets from Scott Van Pelt, Stephen A. Smith, and me, plus many more. From the playoff intensity to finally getting out to the ballpark, there's no better time for sports fans. Sign up today. New users get a bet reset up to $1,000 in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Download ESPN Bet today. What a play. Must be 21 plus and present in select states. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. See app for details. The Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max Podcast. When Tua had that hit, which is all over social media now, it's easy for any of us to go back and say, oh, that's when he got hit. But that's where somebody should have said, hey, we're going to take him out of the game and at least go through the procedures. If you want to give him the benefit of the doubt, it, it actually impacted his performance. I just hope they do right by Tua in this situation. And you know he's going to want to play because as course. players, we want to play. Take care of the person over the player. Do what's right for his family for the yes. long-term future. Tua Tungavaloa is back in concussion protocol. The question is, what does it mean for the rest of the season for the Miami Dolphins? It's Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max on ESPN Radio, the ESPN app, and ESPNU. You can click more on the lower right-hand corner of the screen. Uh, scroll down in the app to live radio. Bam! That's where you can find us. We're presented by Progressive Insurance. Harry Douglas, Jason Fitz in, giving you a sneak peek to Fitz and Harry that starts January 3rd from noon to 3 p.m. Eastern on ESPN Radio. Let's uh, head over and talk now to Marcel Louis-Jacques, ESPN Miami Dolphins reporter. Marcel, always appreciate you, man. Uh, happy holidays. Hope you've had a great one. Uh, appreciate you joining us. What's the latest where you are on Tua? Yeah, well, the latest two is still in concussion protocol. Uh, and actually, it came as kind of a surprise to everybody down here since he was, you know, of course, able to finish the game. He didn't necessarily display any signs of a concussion after the game. He was lucid at the podium. I mean, we, we talked to him afterwards. We saw him afterwards. So uh, it was kind of a surprise. But uh, right now, T- Teddy Bridgewater, if the game is tomorrow, Teddy Bridgewater is the starting quarterback. Uh, he's going to take reps until Tua clears protocol. McDaniel talking to us on Monday said it was still too early to decide, you know, who exactly is going to be the starter Sunday. And, you know, it's a it's a big game. It's a big game. This is not really a week for them to be going back and forth. Who's going to start? Who's going to this? Who's that? Uh, they They need a win here. With a win and a Jets loss, they clinch playoffs. But, of course, football is secondary right now to Tua's long-term health. He's – Guy just got married earlier this year, uh, just had a baby. Not sure how exactly how old his son is, but, I mean, within six months old. So there's a lot of things outside of football that he has to consider, that his family has to consider. Um, it's still not, you know, as of yesterday, wasn't a confirmed concussion yet. He just had symptoms, so they put him in the protocol. Uh, still unclear whether it was, in fact, or is, in fact, a concussion 
or if they're just using an abundance of caution. We're going to find out a lot more about that when we talk to Mike McDaniel tomorrow. Marcel, what what impact does this have on the way the team handles um, Tua's health moving forward? I think especially if he's diagnosed with one, uh, I, I think that you probably have to shut him down for the rest of the season because that's at least two documented concussions. It could possibly be three. He was evaluated there at halftime in week three before being allowed to return. Of course, we all know NFL, NFLPA launched an investigation into that process and basically said, yeah, protocol was followed, but we're going to change protocol. So they said protocol was followed, but protocol didn't do what it's meant to do to protect the player there. So that, for all intents and purposes, could have also been another concussion. Three in one season, I mean, shoot, man, there should be there should probably be a rule that multiple concussions, if they really cared about players' health, multiple concussions, you know, triggers you being out for the season. You don't, you, you can't come back for that. So, uh, you know, especially with all the attention they got for how he was handled earlier in this year, if he is in fact diagnosed with a concussion, it, it probably makes sense to shut him down for the season. You do have to, again, you can't preach, you can't talk about caring about two of the human and two of the long-term his long-term health, and then let him talk his way back into being on the field after multiple concussions in a season, and, and not just in a year, in like a six-month span. So, so no, uh, I think that's that's where they're at. Marcel, no matter how we got to this point in the season, with this concussion issue, how should this change our expectations over the last couple of weeks? Uh, well, for the Dolphins... Yeah. This is why they spend money on on, on Teddy Bridgewater. This is why they, he's six million guaranteed this year is, is to keep the ship afloat when necessary. Uh, didn't really get like a fair shot at it earlier this season since he was ruled out after literally one play of his previous start in, in Week Five. Um, you know, with a quote unquote concussion, even though he was not concussed or didn't hit his head, but. He's a high-level backup in the NFL. He's smart. He's been around the league for a long time. Uh, it's a quarterback-friendly system. We've seen him have success in a relief role earlier this year. We've seen Skyler Thompson have success in a relief role early, earlier this year. It, it's not going to be difficult, you know. You, you find Jalen, you find 17, you find 10, and you find a way to give them the ball, and you should be okay. Uh, we always appreciate your time and your insight, my friend. Thanks for hanging out with us. Marcel Louis-Jacques, ESPN Miami Dolphins reporter. All right, so Harry, it becomes interesting because one thing that Marcel just mentioned is it's two concussions if he's if it's diagnosed could be three depending on you know what, what we don't really know what happened early in the year. However, that works. There's a complicated portion of this that a has to look out for two of the human being. We've talked about that a bunch. There's also a complicated portion of this if you're the Dolphins where you're looking around saying. Is this a recurring issue? Like, is it as simple as get a different helmet and, hey, like, try some things out? Or is this a recurring issue that we now have to factor in when it comes to the decisions of what to do? Because they are in a win-now chapter of their of their franchise. Well, for me, I think it's an issue that the Miami Dolphins organization has to look at moving forward. Because when you have a quarterback who's continuously over and over again hitting his head on the ground, um, receiving concussions – you have to also look at it and say, you know what, is this going to be the future of our team as well? Because how many more times of situations can this occur, right? And, and, and I understand the, the, the to a human aspect of it because no one is on that side more than me. But 
when you look at it from a team perspective and wins and losses and being able to make the playoffs, do you want to find yourself in a situation to where, you know, multiple times a year you're trying to figure out is your starting quarterback going to be out there playing because you do know when he does play, he gives you the best chance to win a football game. So after this season, do you move on or do you, you know, look in another direction to see, okay, from the quarterback position, who can we bring in? And they don't have their first-round draft pick. I think they sent that they to – They forfeited their first-round draft pick. Well, they forfeited one of them. I think they sent yeah. the other one to Denver, right? Yeah, that sounds right. So the other one to Denver for Bradley Chubb, if I'm not mistaken. So now that leaves the free agent market open. And I said this a long time ago, and I know Tom Brady hasn't been playing his best football. But we heard the reports earlier this year about Tom Brady being linked to the Miami Dolphins. Now, what do the Miami Dolphins do very well on offense? They throw the football across the middle of the football field, utilizing the tight ends, the wide receivers, short, shiftier guys that Tom Brady is accustomed to and accustomed to doing. Now, the only difference in what Tom Brady is accustomed to, minus this year with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers because they don't run the football effectively at all. They're the worst team in the national football doing so. Well, the Miami Dolphins, they're 27th in rushing the football in yards per game. And that's a big part of Tom Brady's game because the play-action game is so big, not only for Tom Brady, but also for the Miami Dolphins and what Mike McDaniel wants to do from an offensive standpoint. It gets really tricky here because the human being conversation is part of the Tua conversation. The business conversation for the Dolphins is another part of the conversation, and that's very real. Uh, I watched Kenny Pickett because obviously I was watching the Steelers-Raiders game come out with a different helmet because he's had a couple of concussions this year, so they tried a different helmet on him. Maybe that solves things. Uh, or, you know, I, I go back to a conversation I had on campus a couple of months ago with Stefania Bell, our uh, injury expert that is so brilliant. And we were talking about the concept of injury prone. And she said, you know, you got to understand that some people that are constantly hurt literally have thinner tendons. Their musculature is built differently. So somebody that might constantly hurt their ankles or their knees or their elbows or their shoulders, it's because the way their muscles are built are actually physically thinner than somebody else's. And that, that's just part and of... you can't control that. Uh, you, there's nothing you can that's do about it. just the way you're born sometimes. So, right. And so, like, what we don't know is what's, this, what's causing this rash of concussions. And if we can't... I say we. If the, if the Dolphins can't get an answer to that then they have a problem that they're really going to have to start to factor in as they analyze the quarterback position. In a beautiful world, they can figure out a different helmet. They can figure out a way to protect Tua. But, man, that's a complicated, beautiful world to live in, and it, 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 feels, gro- it feels icky right now to be having a conversation about the business side when there's actual life happening here. This is just a reminder that a very complicated, nuanced discussion about Tua, his head health, his, his brain health, and this Dolphins future, it feels like those are very heavy conversations that the Dolphins are going to have to start to engage in. We'll keep breaking it down, obviously. Plus, Tarzan isn't even a top 10 Disney soundtrack. <laughs> I- I'm telling you. And also, who's the most dangerous team in the AFC? We'll break that down next. Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max. Thanks for listening to Keyshawn, J. Will, and Max, the podcast. Check the guys out live weekday mornings from 6 to 10 Eastern on ESPN Radio.